Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi straight girl, that's me, Kayla. And a queer pan demi girl, that's me, Chantel. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, Chantel Houston. Sounds Sounds fake, fake, but but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. Millennial? Good. I, I had one prepared for this week, too. I was going to say Egg and Markle. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Ouchy. There was a lot of discussion in our Discord this morning of people trying to figure out how old we are and then trying to decipher whether we're millennials or Gen Z, which neither of us know either. So We're, we're zillennials is what we we're are. We're zillennials, yes. I also loved the... Uh, the people in the discord who were like oh they were younger than i thought and i'm like yes we're children (sighs) yes don't listen don't take our advice anyway anyway, what a great way to start this podcast for the guest just kneecapping us from the start um (laughs) but obviously we have a guest this week Chantel. thank you for being with us yeah thank you thank you for having me we've been trying to do this for a while but my schedule has been just like super crazy so i appreciate you guys being so flexible with me and I'm I'm so happy to be talking with you both yeah you've been like very busy you were doing things for like the Biden campaign and I was like oh shit please don't email us you're busy doing real things (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was a I was a senior producer on the um Biden for president campaign that's so so wild yeah it was it was exciting to be able to kind of just like be such a direct part of it, um, especially since we won. So my yeah, campaign yeah, oh my record God. is one for one. <laughs> yes. Just stop there. Honestly, you did it. So <laughs> I probably will stop here. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect record. Um, but yeah, for those of our listeners who don't know who you are, I mean, me and Kayla were first introduced to you through Ladylike on BuzzFeed, but you've mm-hmm. been doing all sorts of other things Uh you, you do a lot of things. Um, so yeah. can you just give like a, a, a brief introduction to who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Chantel Houston. Um, I feel like I'm known in the internet world for the same exact way that you both know me, which is through mm-hmm. Ladylike on BuzzFeed. Um, I worked at BuzzFeed for five and a half years and I, I only ever planned to be behind the scenes, um, but then Ladylike happened and so um, they put me in front of the camera because they were like, you can help lead this, right? And be on camera. So <laughs> you can like, just I do guess. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like in the early lady like videos, you, I mean, I'm on camera. I'm like, hi. Oh, yeah, this, this contouring. Okay. <laughs> because I had never been on camera before. And so I was like, what the heck is this? Especially in an unscripted way. Because yeah. I had been I had been on camera a little bit um, in a scripted way, but unscripted is completely different and I was like so it's just my personality like what are you talking about um but then since leaving BuzzFeed um I've been directing and producing freelance um with I I just directed something yesterday for Refinery29 and then Mm -hmm. uh before that my main thing um my, my last big project was as a senior producer on the Biden campaign like we were talking about 
fancy lady. So fancy. And you <laughs> are... The main reason we're having you on here is because you're also demisexual. So I was like, I don't know that we've ever had a demisexual guest, have we? Aside from you. Well, yes. <laughs> but no, yes. we haven't. We have not. We haven't. Um, so yeah, I was just, I remember, I don't remember when you like posted your video. It must have been like mm-hmm. a couple years ago now when you were like came out as Demi. And I was like, oh, oh, another one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I like, it's, it's interesting, because it's like my sort of coming out journey. um, I feel like every time that I've like come out, I didn't know that I was coming out. Like I, (laughs) I just saw it as being like, all right, yeah, here's something that I'll like talk about. And then people are like, Oh, my God, like, it like happy coming out video. I'm like, oh, is that what this was? I like, I thought it was just like obvious before the demisexual part. Of course, people didn't know until I like said it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's trying to like get into a drawer right now. Um, yeah. The demisexual part, of course, I'm like, there's no way, you know, that people would know that in, in, unless you talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. So that part, I'm like, yeah, of course. But then the just like queerness was like, I feel like I've been posting rainbows and stuff like that for like like years and years and I was like truly I feel like Lil Nas X like when he came out yeah like he he came out and then he was like he was like oh I thought it was obvious I was like that's how I felt years before (laughs) as you were saying that I was like that sounds like Lil Nas (laughs) like yeah (laughs) you just thought everyone knew that's ba- like not yeah. that Sarah thought everyone knew, but I feel like that's similar to how Sarah came out. She just like posted an like an ace flag on her Facebook picture and was like, "That's it, everyone. I've done it." <laughs> like, yeah, I mean that is that is the very strange thing about being a spec is like you do have to actively choose to come out, and like mm-hmm. me having this podcast, I guess, is just me coming out all the time. Um, <laughs> but here we are. Um, yeah. I guess since we're on the topic, let's just skip to the mm-hmm. question about your coming out experience as, as Demi. How, like, yeah. obviously you said that it, um, you know, when, in the times that you've come out, like, it's never really felt like you were, it never felt ahead of time like you were coming out. But, like, how mm-hmm. has the experience as coming out as Demi compared to... um your other coming out experiences, especially since you were, you know, a known person on the internet who was known for other things uh, when you came out? Um, Yeah, so, I mean, coming, like, figuring out that I was Demi was, like, such a, it it was a very, like, casual thing because um, I was at BuzzFeed and they had... I was at BuzzFeed and they had invited um, someone from the LGBT center to just like come and talk to us. Um, And the woman was trans and she was just talking about different sexualities and how to um, like maneuver that as an ally or as part of the queer community. And she was like, there really, it's such a spectrum. There's so many things that people just haven't started talking about yet. And she just kind of like rattled off a list of like different things. And one of them was demisexuality. And she was like, a lot of these people, um, or like a, a lot of people don't realize that these things are real or that they exist, but they are real. And then I was like, as I was listening to her, I was like, oh yeah, I've never heard of demisexuality. Like, 
let me learn about it. And so I Googled it and then I was like, oh, this is, yeah, this is how I feel. Like, this is me. And so at that point I had already, um, like I, I was already, um, dating a girl and everything like that. And so the Demi part just felt like a little add on. And I was like, oh, all right. You know, it's <laughs> like, pick that I up. Under- yeah, exactly. I was like, sure, whatever. And so it, cause it felt like I had already, um, like expressed and come to terms with who I loved, but then I didn't realize that how I loved was different from um, other people. I, I just truly didn't even realize it. And so then when I was reading about demisexuality, I was like, oh yeah, this is me. Is that is that different? <laughs> and then I just started talking to people about it and they're like, yeah, it that's not how we operate. So I was like, all right, there we go. Let's throw Demi into the mix. I feel like that's how a lot of Demi and even like just general A-spec people are is they like assume that everyone else just feels that way. And then it's like, uh, oh, maybe I do need to put it like not that you need to put a word on anything, but like, oh, yeah, yeah. And so it's like there's definitely clarity that comes with just kind of like knowing a label or knowing that something exists. And then from, from there, you can choose to kind of like label yourself or not label yourself however you want but it definitely helps just kind of with the initial understanding at least that's been my experience because even when I like label my sexuality it kind of just like changes where it's like technically I would be like pan and demi but I'm like I just kind of say queer and then if people say gay I'm like that's also fine you know it's like at the at the heart of it I'm just like yeah I'm not straight and so, like, whatever that means is fine. That's all that really matters <laughs> is that you're yeah. not straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like I've, you know, I've dated all kinds of people and it's been fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of like a misconception around, like, the queer community more broadly, but also the ASPEC community because the ASPEC community has so many different terms, is, like, this idea that, like, oh, people are super married to their terms or, like, you know, like, this specific word, like, you have to use this specific word. And it's, like, for some Mm -hmm. people, the terminology is very important to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, honestly, we're all kind of in the same boat here. Like, (laughs) we're all just kind of, we're in the queer boat and wherever (laughs) you, wherever you are in, in that, in that spectrum is, is chill. And I don't know anyone who's ever been like super angry if someone like accidentally uses the wrong term. Like, it's like, no, it's, it's fine. It's just these, these are just terms we use to help describe ourselves and help understand ourselves better. Yeah, and for the for the like for the asexual spectrum in particular, it's like I assume that most people aren't super well versed on it. And so it's like, you know what? I I didn't know until I knew and I was part of it. So <laughs> I'm not really like, you know, I I same as you all or it's like I don't really get offended cuz at any time that I say like, yeah, and then, you know, technically I'm also demisexual. People every single time I've been like, oh, what does that mean? And so then I just tell them about it. Um, but then if there's times where I'm just like tired and don't feel like talking about it, then I'll just be like, oh, it's, you know, like whatever, it's okay. <laughs> I do that yeah. all the time. Like with this podcast, people will be like, oh, what's your podcast about? And I'm like, it's just about like relationships and sexuality and dating. So I'm like, I cannot, 
I simply cannot come out to you at this time. I can't be yeah. doing this with you. Yeah, exactly. You know, it just like just takes that energy. It's like I already have to come out just with um, kind of like being queer and like pansexuality and, you know, and because everyone always assumes because of how I look, they're like, oh, yeah. So like, do you have a boyfriend? And I'm like, no, I have a girlfriend, though. And then they're, they're like, oh. And even when you say that, they're like, there's been so many people all say that and they're like, oh, okay. And then the next day they'll be like, so are you dating anyone? And I'm like, yeah, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> they like don't understand because different generations, I think, just use yeah. girlfriend differently. Well, yeah, like, it's like, oh, that's your like really good friend. Like, yeah, I, it's like all those and memes. I'm like, yeah, that's my, like, that's my really good friend. <laughs> <laughs> like all those like medieval portraits of like women being naked and making out and old white people are like, oh my God, they're such good friends. They get to lay together naked. They must be so close. And it's like, yes, they are. They're very close, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, my girlfriend, we're, we're close and we also kiss. So that's kind of like the point of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Close in a lot of ways, good sir. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you have touched on this a little bit, but how how does your demisexuality, I guess, interact with the other parts of your queer identity in your experience? Yeah, so in my experience, it kind of led me to have a really late in life discovery that I was attracted to all genders um, because... With my demisexuality, I had like very few crushes in general and like didn't really, you know, have that like sexual attraction that many people experience. And so it wasn't like when I was growing up being like, okay, yeah, I like boys and I like girls, but I'm just going to deny the part of liking girls. It was more so that there just happened to not be any girls that I felt that attraction for. And then once I was like 24 is when I was like, oh, here, like, here's a girl like this is the first time this has ever happened, you know? And so Surprise. then I was like, oh, wow, I, I might not be straight. Yeah. And so it's like the dummy sexuality definitely made it um, a little bit. It, it made my overall coming out prolonged just because I didn't ha- I wasn't having those sexual attractions to anyone aside from like cis guys when I was growing up because it just happened to be that way. Yeah. Did you, when you first were like, oh, wait, it turns out I'm attracted to girls too. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you, I mean, obviously you didn't know at that point that you were Demi. So like, was, was your reaction just like, oh, okay, cool. Or, Or were you like, why hasn't, I, why haven't I ever felt this before? Like, why Like why now? Did you have that experience? <laughs> so I had a mix of, like, I, I think I went into, like, a frenzy. <laughs> and so I called, like, like, my two best friends at the time, one who is gay and one who is straight. And ironically, my straight friend has had, like, pretty much every friend in her inner circle come out to her at some point. <laughs> like, you know, there, sometimes there's just, like, there's straight people who it's, like, the queers just, like, gravitate towards. And it's, like, my best friend happens to be one of them. Um, and so I called I called each of them separately, and I was like, oh, my God, I, like, had, like, a random, like, coffee meeting with this family friend, and I just, like, I, I like, 
have a crush on her. Like, what the hell does this mean? You know, and I was being like, did you ever expect this of me? (laughs) Did you know I was gay? (laughs) Yeah. Were you keeping it from me? Literally, I was like, is this surprising to you? Like, this feels crazy to me. And it's like, I have a crush on a girl, but I don't feel different. You know, it's like, it's just like the stupid stuff where it's like, even when it comes to um, just different things where you're like, okay, well, once I like have my driver's license, then I'll feel so much more grown up. Or like, well, once I get my first like big girl job, then I'll feel so much more grown up. But the fact of the matter is like, you don't, it just happens and it's just life and you just keep going on like day by day. Mm-hmm. And so like, I was kind of expecting that to happen too with this. I was like, but I don't feel any different. I just, this just feels crazy. Did you know? And so they were both like, my my gay friend was like, you know, I can't say that I ever like would have expected it from you since I've known you for five years now and you've been straight the whole time. <laughs> but, but like whatever floats your boat, that's cool. And then my straight friend who had been the witness to many coming outs um, was like, you know, I think this is this is just kind of how it happens for some people, especially especially people, you know, who like both genders or multiple genders I think you know it's just kind of this seems to be how it goes and I was like oh my god <laughs> so it was I don't remember what your initial question was because I like astral projected myself back into that frenzy but yeah it was a frenzy I feel like A-spec identities do that to a lot of people, though. It kind of just, like, prolongs everything. Like, Mm -hmm. looking back, like, I feel like looking back now, knowing you're demisexual, it's like, okay, yeah, of course it took you forever to maybe, like, Mm -hmm. have a crush on a girl. Because, like, it just takes forever to, like, be attracted to anyone sometimes. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like looking back, like, I have such a better understanding of, like, what was going on with past relationships and, like, why Mm -hmm. I was acting a certain way. But then there's people mm-hmm. who are like, oh, I just assumed I was bi because I had the same attraction to multiple genders. But in reality, that was just no attraction to any gender. And I, <laughs> it was the same for every gender. But the thing was that it was zero instead of a lot. Yeah. Wow. That's super. That's super interesting. I mean, it and part of it is also just because knowledge of the asexual spectrum is like pretty much the only people that know about the spectrum are people who are on it or who actively know someone who is on it and is out about it. And so they're, the general population still basically only knows like, well, are you gay or straight? Uh-huh. And so it's like, like, there's like no room for nuance. And it's like, sexuality is this whole nuanced thing, you know? No, if people knew, I feel like there would be so many ace and demi people, especially if everyone knew about it. Like, yeah, because I like I learned about asexuality because Sarah was my roommate in college and she came Mm. out as ace and then was Mm -hmm. like educating me. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm demi. But like I could have easily gone my whole life and just been like, well, I have a really hard time dating and having sex (laughs) with people like I could have easily just like kept going. Yeah, like I would go like years in between relationships just because it was like, oh, there doesn't happen to be anyone that I like have that attraction towards. And like there was this one guy who um, we were like dating um, and 
I was like, oh, I know he's like, I was like, I find him to be like so, so cute, like so handsome. I was like, this guy's like to this day, probably one of the most like conventionally just like hot people. <laughs> but I was like, I was like dating him and you know, he's like really nice and stuff. And we we're both like, yeah, getting along. But then I was like, I just don't really like I was like, yeah, well, we could like make dinner together, but I like didn't really have a desire for like anything past that. And then he was like, all right, yeah, I feel like maybe we can just like call it. And I was like, if you're good with that, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like even people that I'm like, oh yeah, on paper, it's like really good match, like really, like really cute. Like I was attracted to his like looks but it didn't go deeper than that. It was more so the knowledge of like, oh yeah, I know that you're really like good looking. Um, yeah. But that was kind of it. Yeah. As, as someone who's arrow and ace, like I totally get the aesthetic attraction of it all. Like I can mm-hmm. look at a person and be like, wow, I could stare at your face all day, but that like doesn't me. mean I want to fuck you. Sarah looks at me and she's like, wow, beautiful, yeah. gorgeous, That's stunning. The only reason we're friends <laughs> is because I was like, she cute. I want looking at her. <laughs> But, like, I I think that so many people who don't understand the A-spec, you know, assume that finding, that finding someone visually pleasing or finding them visually attractive is the same as being attracted to them in, like, a uh-huh. romantic or sexual way. And it's, like, yeah. it, it's, it's not always the same thing. No, it's very different. I'm, like, I can list, you know, hundreds of hot people, but they're... It, that doesn't mean that I have that attraction to them, you know? Right. <laughs> and I, and it's like, that's exactly what you're saying. That's like what's hard for people to separate out. And um, I, I remember when I was talking to one of my friends about being Demi and I was like, yeah, this is how I like experience attraction. And she was like, oh, that sounds exactly how I experience attraction. <laughs> and so now she's been like, hey, everyone, I'm Demi. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so good. I mean, that's like what Sarah did for me, yeah. basically. It was like mm-hmm. Sarah knew I was Demi far before I did because kind of <laughs> like what you mentioned is like when you found out you were Demi, you were dating someone. Like when I found out I was dating someone. But for me, I was like, well, if I'm already dating them, it doesn't matter. And then I put off coming out and deciding I was Demi for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's like a similar thing of like, yeah, you tell people like, oh, this is what being Demi is. And then mm-hmm. ev- like so many people are like, mm, yep, me too, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. It's like, I've seen a lot of like TikToks recently of like young people like coming mm-hmm. out to their parents and being like, oh, I'm bi. And their parents are like, yeah, that's normal. And they're like, Hmm. Your parents are like, yes. I'm thinking maybe you're queer too, mom. I keep seeing that these people's moms are like, yeah, it's normal. Every woman has is attracted to other women, and the kids are like, um, do we need to discuss something? (laughs) Yeah, I I know a few people also like that, where they're like, you know, it's like it's it's just the human body's response and stuff and i'm like no it's You're not <laughs> unless you're attracted to them you know what i saw i think it was like yesterday the day before i saw a tiktok of this man and i think he was straight because there was nothing gay about his profile but also that's just me stereotyping so i have no idea but i'm assuming he was straight <laughs> but he was made this video and was like oh does anyone else like have a really hard time differentiating like 
romantic and platonic attraction. And then there was thousands of comments and people being like, yeah, it's so hard. Like, it's ruining all my relationships. And I was like, you are all ace as fuck. And you just <laughs> don't know it. Like, yeah. what? Wait, someone needs to tell thousands of you that like, mm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's such a that's such a good point. It's like, honestly, until now, didn't have something click in my head till you were saying that. But like in my as like a young adult and everything, people have always been like, oh, you're like, you're so flirty. You're so flirty. But I was like, I don't feel like I'm flirty. I feel like I'm just you know, I like have Being friends. nice, yeah. <laughs> Sarah has had the same thing. I have oh. had the same issue where um, I have been accidentally flirting with someone. People just love having crushes on Sarah. She's just so attractive. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, I have been accidentally flirting with someone and not realizing. Like, yeah. and you know, it's, it's a person I liked and it's a person I felt comfortable with. And so like, mm-hmm. I would like joke around with them or give them shit. And like, they took that as flirting. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, <laughs> this is not what I'm going. I just want to be your friend. <laughs> Yes. No, that makes so much sense because it's like even in high school and stuff I've had, I would have guys being like, you're leading me on, which part of that is just, you know, toxic. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But then the other part of it was like, oh, you know what? I... I, I actually might have been and just didn't know it because then it's like later on, like different queer people who, you know, I'm like friends with and everything. They were like, yeah, you know, like I thought that you were kind of like into me at the beginning of like when we were first meeting each other. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> no, you know, it's like, like I, you know, I'm very you're you're amazing but i've just never like thought of you that way and so truly this conversation is like just shedding light into my brain of like oh that's probably why and i think that there aren't (laughs) i i think that like the general population wouldn't think of like people on the a spectrum as being flirty but it's, you know, because like you just so think common, of, like, though. you don't like anyone. And so, like, whatever. And it's, like, well, maybe we're actually flirting. We just don't know it. I feel like, <laughs> honestly, aspect people might be, like, more flirty than other people. Because I feel like that's such mm-hmm. a common thing I've heard from, like, aspect people or, like, people in our Discord and stuff talking mm. about, like, these people have crushes on me and I don't know why and I don't know what to do with them or, like, what even is flirting? Like, how do I tell if I'm flirting? Like, because it's like I didn't realize this person was flirting with me. Yeah, like. because like, if you have no concept of that kind of attraction, how are you supposed to know you're flirting? Like, yeah, I don't know. exactly. And it'd be like, oh well, I don't have that attraction for this person, and so, well, yeah, then I can just kind of, you know, we're just chatting, we're teasing, we're hanging, whatever. But then it's like the assumption that. You don't know until you know that, oh, just because I don't have that attraction, it doesn't mean that other people don't have that attraction, which part of that just comes with knowledge. Like even being dummy, it's like, oh, yeah, guess that I experience it way differently than other people. Just had no idea. Mm-hmm. And and the idea, too, that like just because you may not view people as, I don't want to say like an object of attraction because that's... <laughs> objectifying but i'm gonna for the the context (laughs) of the statement (laughs) i'm gonna say that like 
because I don't view other people as like an object of my attraction, I don't Mm -hmm. think of myself as an object of other people's attraction until Mm. I'm like, until something happens and I'm like, oh, why why do you have a crush on me? That seems not right. Like, (laughs) yes, that's exactly it. (laughs) Well, because if you're never thinking about like, especially if you're Arrow and Ace, if you're never Mm -hmm. thinking about the concept of dating or sex, then mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, why would you assume someone likes you? Because like, if you are someone who likes other people, maybe you would think more often like, oh my God, like I have a crush on this person who has a crush on me, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, for yeah. Sarah, it's like, that's completely irrelevant. <laughs> like, who cares? Like, <laughs> I know I'm cute. I know I'm funny. But like, I do not take that to the next step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when it was just not even an option in your brain. It's just not something that your brain even considers. And so then you don't do the extra step of like, oh, well, I wonder if they're having attraction towards Mm -hmm. me because it's just not even something that you would ever even like think about in that way. Yeah. I have a question. Can I ask a question? Uh, Please do. Thank you. So you mentioned that when you figured out that you were Demi, you were dating someone. So did that Mm -hmm. like... So has, like, realizing your Demi, first of all, if you have, like, dated sense, did that affect, like, your dating life? And if not, did it, like, impact your relationship? I mean, I would say it brought a lot of clarity to my relationship because there would be times, because basically, <laughs> it's like other people will be like, oh, my God, that person's, like, so hot. And I'm like, oh, so are you in love with them? And they're like, no, they're just... <laughs> Because, like, to me, that's, like, what it... Oh, so you want to have their children? Yeah. Because <laughs> to me, I was like, well, that's how I, like, was thinking about it. You know, it's like, well, if you have that attraction to them, it's because you're also romantically interested in them, mm-hmm. um, which is the definition of demisexuality. And so, yeah, she'd be like, oh, my God, like, you know, whatever queer icon, like, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, Oh, so you're cheating okay. on me now. <laughs> and she was like, no, that's not how I like, that's not how I think about it that's at so all. And so it, it brought, it definitely, you know, kind of like cleared a lot of things up on both sides because she'd be like, why are you thinking this way? And I was like, well, why are you feeling this way? You're dating me. And so it, um, I, it only really helped. Um, and it hasn't, it hasn't affected too much of my um, day-to-day since I have been in a relationship the whole time. Um, but even if I wasn't, I think that for me, the main part was just I didn't really develop many crushes. And so then it's like anytime I had a crush, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to date that person. And then I would <laughs> <laughs> because it would be like so rare. And, you know, and so it's like, if I was able to have that attraction, then they were, you know, <laughs> it was like, cause I'm, I'm the toughest component in there. Um, and so that's just kind of what it was, you know, not, not always, of course, there was like a couple people, um, that I wanted to date that didn't work out, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if I, if I were to like you know, wind up finding myself like out of a relationship and dating again, it would just kind of go back to the same thing where it's like, all right, it'll probably take me a while before I find someone that I have that attraction to. And then we'll just kind of go from there. 
Yeah. What what you were saying about like the Kate Blanchett of it all, it 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 really <laughs> made me <laughs> it really made me realize that like when people talk about hall passes, like that totally just reframed what people talking about hall passes is to me because I was like, <laughs> oh, so I like they really just want to fuck them. Like they they, yeah. they they wouldn't like leave you for them. Like and, and then I was like, "Oh, okay. I mean, maybe sometimes they would leave you for them, but I think that says more about your relationship than the person that they find attractive." But <laughs> but I was just like, "Oh, totally reframed that in my brain just now." Yeah, whereas like the concept of hall passes for me, well, it's like, well, if I had one, then it would be because I wanted to like in be in a relationship with that person, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's like yeah. how how it can mean so many like just different things depending on where you are on the spectrum. That makes me rethink like what you were saying about Oh my God. Can I <laughs> um Sorry, Sarah. This is you're gonna have to do some like I'm, some I'm gonna some suffer. leveling on this one. I'm gonna suffer. Um it makes me think, like, you were saying about, like, kind of, you know, when you had a crush on someone, you were just like, okay, time to, like, full-on, like, long-term relationship them, which is, like, mm-hmm. always how I've been. I'm, like, an absolute serial monogamist, mm-hmm. but a while back, I, like, found my diary or something that I kept for, like, a whole two weeks, like, our freshman year of college, <laughs> and I had, like, the most massive crush on, like, the guy across the hall, but he, like, didn't want to date me. He just wanted to, like, make out whatever college boy shit, mm-hmm. and I, like, mm-hmm. wrote in my diary, I was like, oh, like, I really want to date him, but, like, am I ready for that? And when I read it, like, now, I was like, what a silly thing to think as a freshman that I was just going to like hop into a long-term relationship. Like you're so stupid for thinking that, but now I'm like, (laughs) no, I wasn't being stupid. That's just like what I couldn't do it any other way. Like I wasn't being like ignorant about how relationships worked. Like that's just what needed to happen for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just how, it's just how you function in in relationships. Wow. Young me wasn't that stupid. I mean, I was, but like not (laughs) that time. Like, I'm still offended that you made out on my futon, but... You're lucky I've ever told you that. I could have kept that a secret for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) So. Oh, man. Uh, Just pivoting from there. Um, (laughs) When you uh, did publicly come out as Demi, what was the... I guess two questions here. Um, What was the reaction from the people... uh, in your life when they when they found out you were Demi? And then what was the reaction from, I guess, the broader internet when you did come out? Um, to people in my, in my life, they're just kind of like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's, it's honestly pretty easy to understand when, once you explain it. And it's like, oh, sure great you know because most of the time how people like experience attraction it's pretty nuanced for every single person like you know and so they're just like oh yeah and then sometimes you know I'll have people say wait that's me too (laughs) and I'm like welcome um but the the broader internet I mean I, I still get like dms weekly from people I don't know that are just like oh I'm I didn't realize that I was Demi until you were talking about it or like it's so cool to to know someone who's also um who's also Demi or just a spec and 
anytime I even like tweet about it, I get so many responses that are just really encouraging. Um, and I think just kind of like thankful to have people talking about it because we really don't. Um, we're making a lot of strides in, in regards to the conversation of sexuality in other ways. And we still have a really, really long way to go. Um, but, but yeah, like this one is just something that hasn't really been touched upon like at all yet. People are so starved for A-spec representation because they're yeah. Oh, so yeah. Successful. Like, I remember, like, when you came out, I was like, oh, my God, like, a known, like, person that I know Kayla, from the internet. I remember Kayla texted I was shook. me. She was like, look. I was like, <laughs> get a load of this. Because we used to, like, watch Lady Like together, like, in college and everything like that. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, we're those people. Um, <laughs> but... Because there's really not, like, you have, like, your influencers within the A-spec community that, like, ace people know. But there's, like, mm-hmm. very few people that are, like, broadly known in the world for known for something outside of being A-spec who are then mm-hmm. also A-spec. So I was like, yeah. oh, someone's talking about it. This is <laughs> incredible. Yeah, and it, it literally just came out of, like, a Google search because someone was like, here's something that literally sounds fake but it's not and so look it up and then I was like all right I'll look it up then thought oh that's me but it's like you kind of don't even know what to look up until someone tells you like I never like I I had taken interest in the asexual spectrum just because I am a queer person and just am you know constantly trying to like educate myself better but I don't think that I ever would have like gravitated towards like let me do a deep dive on what demisexuality is until someone was just like here's something that you all can look up and and there's that you know mm-hmm. yeah like for me I I knew about the asexual spectrum uh years before I ever identified with it and like I just Mm -hmm. I knew like the basics and then once I started questioning that was when I kind of did the deep dive and I was like wait so like what does this actually mean um Mm -hmm. I mean it just proves like why we actually need like people talking about it because yeah like you said like if that person had never like come to your place of work and been like here's some sexualities like it never would have happened and so many people like obviously just don't have that there's not people that are just like here have you thought about this one maybe like how (laughs) yeah exactly there aren't there aren't like you know people going around preaching the queer gospel (laughs) of the terms that we should all know and like even even within the queer community like there are so many people who just don't know about the spec, and it's like that's Mm -hmm. not their fault but, you know, let's let's make it so that more people do know. Yeah, I, I think most people just don't even know that there's stuff to be learned because mm-hmm. they just think asexual and have whatever definition in their mind of, of that and kind of look no further. And for a long time, that's even how how I was, too. I was like, OK, yeah, I want to, like, understand what it means to be asexual, but pretty much only on the two sides of the spectrum, sexual versus asexual versus asexual. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of it. You know, it's like we just like we like to think in binaries, (laughs) like we've been taught to think in binaries. And so it's easier to just say like, oh, I know what the left looks like and I know what the right looks like. And and that's it. But Mm -hmm. um, there is a lot of like freedom in that middle ground 
when it comes to queerness. Mm-hmm. And and two with the with like the split model of attraction with romantic and sexual attraction not necessarily being the same thing. Like, I mean, that's a very a spec notion in mm-hmm. the sense that it's only really well known in aspec communities mm-hmm. it obviously mm-hmm. applies to everyone but like even mm-hmm. people who are are knowledgeable about broader queer spaces may say asexuality and be like they assume that that also means aromantic and it's like it's a lot more complicated than that buddy <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah especially when i talk about like oh well i'm on the asexual spectrum and it's like oh but you're in like a long-term relationship like so so like what do you mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and it's like well I do experience romantic attraction and sexual attraction but just with a couple caveats and so I I think that's you know people just kind of assume like okay maybe we really just are like roommates and that's it and it's like (laughs) no there's so much like there's so much else there's so much room in 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 the middle Oh my god, they were roommates. <laughs> and they were roommates. <laughs> All along. You know, and it's like, well, we thought they were dating. And it's like, no, we are. It's like No, I swear. Gal pals. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple gals being pals. Nothing to see here. Always. Or like also just the idea that like when people say a spec or ace, like it doesn't just refer to people who, as you mentioned, like are on the the far side of being like, I don't experience any attraction. Like yeah. there's there's just so much in between and mm-hmm. obviously that can be it can be difficult for people to understand. And I, I I get that. Like that it it can be very complicated for people to to get their mind around. But it's like as long as we come into it with an open mind, like it's it's okay. Let's just learn as we go. Everyone just chill out. Mm-hmm. Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, as a whole, we just need to accept that everything is a spectrum, and then it'll be a lot simpler for all of us. Yeah, That's so true. James keeps just, like, jumping up on this. <laughs> I'm surprised. I have my door closed, so my cats can't bother me. And usually they would be at the door screaming, so maybe... I mean, the only explanation is that they're dead because I don't know why they're not screaming at me. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I know. I I was like, I can close my door, but then he's just going to be pawing at it and it's just going to yes. be a nightmare. So I'm like, he just has to roam free. <laughs> he's just another guest on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess one, one last question kind of related to what we were just saying. Uh, do you feel comfortable talking about your demisexuality in like broader queer spaces like is that something that you are ever wary of or do you just kind of dive in and say you know if you're going to be exclusionary I don't like you (laughs) (laughs) um I mean in the broader queer sense I would say that I've spent most of my time and energy just having to push for being accepted as a person in a same-sex relationship um like that's just where i've that's where i've personally had the most um just like struggles with acceptance um and so then i kind of have been forced to see my demisexual self kind of as secondary not as secondary in terms of like oh who I am but secondary in terms of like talking about it Mm -hmm. just because the other part 
um, can still be so hard for people to wrap their heads around. Um, but then once people, you know, really kind of like know me and like understand that part of myself, then that's when I generally open up about being demisexual or sometimes my girlfriend will just be like, oh yeah, Chantel's on the asexual spectrum. And I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it, you know? Um, but it's more so, I'm more so kind of like look at it from, from an educational perspective versus a coming out perspective, just because I've had, um, just so much more trouble being, being accepted like as, Mm -hmm. as being queer. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, I feel like I kind of need that part to, I need the dust to settle on that part before I dive into the asexual part or Mm -hmm. into the demisexual part. Um, just because it's like, especially because of how I, how I present, you know, everyone assumes I'm straight. And so I I have to come out like literally every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it just kind of gets exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and it's just so much more like visible. Like we talk about this of like, you can't really look at someone and be like, oh, they look ace. Yeah. But like you can see someone in a same sex relationship, like, you know, holding hands or kissing or whatever. And you're like, okay, so they're queer. So like, mm-hmm. it is just like, you have to confront it so much more often because if you like yeah. go out with your girlfriend, it's like, okay, well, I'm just like, I can't, you know, you can't hide it really. Yeah. Exactly. Just call yourself gal pals. Just call it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, there There have been times where we're like, all right, this person is sketchy. We're roommates for, <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you know. You know. Hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to move beyond that as, as time goes by. <laughs> One day. One yeah. Day. Eventually, I, I know that we will. And then even with... Um, Gen Z, it's like Gen Z thinks about sexuality so differently than than millennials, than Gen X, than boomers. And so, you know, I'm really thankful for just how open all the younger generations are um, mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, change just happens slowly and over time. And with each generation, we get kind of more and more progressive. Mm-hmm. And so... We'll, we'll get there eventually. You know, it's like I was a young adult when same-sex marriage was legalized, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like even just coming from where things stood when I was born to 29 years later, there's been a lot of strides. And so it's not enough yet, um, especially within like the trans community. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's still a lot more to go and I'm looking forward to seeing how things change and hopefully they change like as quickly as possible and hopefully I can help be part of that change. Yeah I think with young people today like they are so much better at embracing the fluidity of everything Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. than even people like me and Kayla's age who like are barely older than than Gen Z. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like you know I I I appreciate that things are going in that direction and hopefully someday, probably when I'm long dead, but maybe even (laughs) sooner than that, (laughs) like, you know, we won't have all of these expectations placed on people immediately and we can Mm -hmm. just kind of embrace the fluidity of it all and wherever you fall is wherever you fall. Um, Mm -hmm. And that would be a nice world to live in. Yeah. But I mean, there are a lot of things that would 
it would that would make the world nicer and here we are <laughs> so <laughs> what are you gonna do yeah 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 just doing our best here um kayla do you have <laughs> anything to add before we wrap up i don't think so i'm just excited i don't know i feel like i don't get to talk to like other demi people all that often i feel like most yeah. of the aspec people i know are just like ace so it's fun mm-hmm. it's been fun thank you yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for for having me. I I feel the same. I, I think I've only ever really had an open conversation with another demi person, like like once, if that. And so it definitely is is fun to not be the the outlier. <laughs> True. I mean, I'm I'm the outlier in this conversation, which is hard. It's it's delightful <laughs> in a new and fun way. <laughs> Um, great. Okay, Kayla, what's our poll for this week? Oh, God. I mean, we could ask about, like, like, have you had these conversations? Like, ha- have you literally ever talked to a demi person about demisexuality? Have you whether, ever in whether your or not life? You're demi? <laughs> have you ever encountered a human person? <laughs> um, do we want to do, do that? Sure. Okay. <laughs> um... I see that you're still typing, so I will go on to my beef and my juice. Um, my my juice this week is resistance bands. I bought some. Oh my god, you're so <laughs> lame. You're incredibly lame. <laughs> Look, listen. Th- they say that they're gonna open up gyms. Partial capacity. I don't. I don't want to go in there. I'm, I'm not going mm-hmm. in there. Germany, um, stinky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to, I need to work out more and I don't want to spend a billion dollars on weights. So I was like, I'm doing it. I'm buying them. And you know what? They've been great. <laughs> Dean did that recently. And his he has like this free weight and these resistance bands and they sit under the couch in my office. So every so often he'll come upstairs, he'll go pee, and then he'll come into my office and just like do some curls. And I'm like, I'm fully working and he's just in the background <laughs> of my zoom calls just like, <laughs> like you've got to go you've got to go away find another location for that you've got to leave um my beef my beef um uh, you know what my beef is that people were like oh move to california they said it'll be fun you know if i were in michigan i would be able to get vaccinated next month but no, I live in LA, and you know Move what that to means. to California, they said. <laughs> I, I I can't get the vaccine till twenty thirty. Come here, <laughs> they're just is... to- down here. They're tossing them at people. <laughs> Where are you, Kayla? I'm in Louisiana, so oh. down here. So I actually transitioning away from Sarah. This is my time now. My I have juice. more beef, but I I want to yell at Spectrum. Okay, but it is it's a you're missing out on a great segue i it's one more line i'm very mad at spectrum because they're like i we want you to pay 70 dollars a month just for internet and i'm like excuse me in this economy anyway that's all you can go on 
Okay, <laughs> segueing from Sarah not being able to va- get a vaccine, my juice is that in a couple hours I'm getting my first round of vaccines. You are? Down, yeah, I am. Because down here in Louisiana, they opened it up to 16 plus, and all you have to have is the minorest of health conditions, and they just throw it at you because all of the hicks down here don't want them, so they keep having to open it. Yeah, gotta go so. somewhere that people don't want them my <laughs> then there's a lot of availability no i know of someone who is flying from well maybe they canceled it now that they could get vaccinated next month but their plan was to fly from michigan down south get one round of vaccines fly back wait three weeks fly back down and get one which i think highly just goes against the point of getting vaccinated because you're <laughs> flying around spewing your germs and also that's yeah, just it like a lot absolutely of absolutely is not yeah. the point of and it. then that's just like yeah. a lot of privilege of like having the money to be able to just go like scalp a vaccine right anyway, i'm getting my first round in a couple hours i'm very excited hooray my beef mm. is that it is 80 degrees and humid down here and i'm not used to that because i'm from michigan and just moved here a couple months ago and i I'm upset about how much I'm sweating. <laughs> it's awful. We can't we, do humidity. My my hair won't allow no, it. My, I mean, look at look at this. Do you see? Look this at is an audio now. medium, Kayla. The, the listeners material. can't I'm see it. To Chantel, not them. <laughs> it's awful. Anyway, that's my beef. Yeah, we started this call and Kayla was like, "It's 80 degrees," and I was like, "Oh, in LA, it's 54." <laughs> So it's yeah awful. It's, it's been nice. It's horrendous. I can't open my <laughs> yeah. windows because there's no screens, so my cats will just jump out the window. Oh no! Yeah, they probably would. <laughs> no, they straight up would. They would leave and go play with the feral cats. All fifty of them that live in my neighborhood. So <laughs> great. Anyway, wonderful. Do all right, beefs and juices. Yeah, Chantel. what is your beef and juice? They, they can run the gamut. They can be as big or small as you desire. Let's see. My, my juice is that I had my first um, gig yesterday just being paid to explicitly direct, which was really cool. Hell yeah, um, that's very exciting. Because that was my goal for this year. Oh my God, it's so been- early. You, yeah. you're, you're, what are you, you going to do, do now? now? You can just relax for the rest of the year. Just take the year <laughs> off. You did it. Hopefully, hopefully it's the first of first of many, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, because I, you know, I've gotten a chance to direct a, a lot of different things, but none have been explicitly to be like, oh yeah, we are hiring you like like to direct this. Um, and so that was something that's that was really cool and i hope i did a good job and hopefully they'll they'll keep calling me back um hell yeah and then what is what is my what is my beef um there's just like so <laughs> so many, many. <laughs> i've i've been like, known so to beefs. to sometimes have my beef just be like capitalism like so sometimes i'm like i cannot even get into a specific i will get so angry sometimes if i start talking sarah about will sit on her phone and write full notes about how angry she is and then she'll get onto the show and she's like i can't do a full rant today i can't I, and, and then i'm like i'm just i have to delete this i have to delete this i can't do it <laughs> i'll get can't so riled it. up <laughs> my um my beef so I'm a I'm a I'm a LA native, and my beef is that 
anytime it rains, it floods everywhere. <sighs> Mm-hmm. And it just rained like two, it just rained like for two days. It did. And it didn't rain super hard this time, although some people had hail. Um, oh. But, but yeah, so, so my beef is I'm just like, I, like one more drain and that would like help. <laughs> you know, just one. Like, like we're just accepting that anytime it rains, it just like floods everywhere. I like, feel like LA almost does it on purpose. They're like, we know we could, but we want to give everyone the day off. You don't have to drive anywhere because it's flooded. I feel like they did it on purpose. All the government workers that could put in a drain are like, I don't want to go to work. I'm yeah. going to let it flood. <laughs> so that was my, that was my, that's, that's my main beef since I was just driving in it yesterday. That's so I was fair. like, come on, just, just, you know, tear things, just tear them off. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, we, we, un- we know, we know how to do that. That's yeah. standard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just make a little oh. tear. Let it run off. That's all we got to do. Incredible. Well, that's, my, that's my main um, semi-inconsequential uh, beef. Sometimes those are the best ones. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like it's so rare to meet like an actual native Angelino. Like I'm like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. you're like a unicorn. Like this is exciting. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like. It's it's interesting, especially just because like in entertainment, most people um, have like moved here, yeah. and so they'll be like, "Where are you from?" And I was like, "Oh, here." And they're like, "What do you mean? <laughs> what do you? Why would you? Why would you do that?" Why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like and, it was nice. And then I'm of course the the import for the entertainment business, and people are like, "Where are you from?" And I'm like. And I'm like, I would so, die for the state of Michigan. <laughs> Sarah's like, I actually don't want to be here at all. I'd like to leave, but I can't. <laughs> Wearing a hat that says the Midwest. The Midwest. <laughs> it's a good hat. Thank you. My sister got it made specially for me because I was moving to California. Wow. <laughs> she Very was like, specific. I have the gift for you. <laughs> um, all right, this hat great. has everything. <laughs> this hat has everything. Um Wonderful. Okay, you can tell us about your beef, your juice, uh, answer, whatever our poll was. I already forgot. Um, tell us how much you love Chantal on our social media at SoundsFakePod. Um, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash SoundsFakePod. I will put the patrons in later. Everyone say hi to Sarah from the future. Hi, it's Sarah from literally five minutes into the future. Um, our $2 patrons, we have a new one. It's Kat Foise. Thank you, Kat, for joining the party, and I think you have a fun name. Our $5 patrons are Jennifer Smart, Astritha Vinokota, Austin Lay, Perry Fierro, D, Quinn Pollock, Emily Collins, Book Marvel, Simona Simon, Jamie Jack, Jess Cochet, Rhea Faustino, Daniel Walker, Livy, Madeline Askew, Lily, James, Corinne, Alice is in Space, Sky Simpson, Brooke Siegel, Ashley W, Savannah Cozart, Harry Hassan, Dugan, Soup. Soup, I'm sorry that you realized that I'm a child. Amanda Kiker, Vishak, Jacob Weber, Rory, Amberly, Istar, Rachel, Kate Costello, John, Ariel Laxo, Ellie, Tessa, Matias, T, Chris Loretano, Sam, Kelly, Scott Ainsley, Orlin Evisley, Julianne, Lost in Space, and Colleen Walsh. Thank you for joining the party, Colleen. Our $10 patrons are Arknets, who would like to promote the Trevor Project, Benjamin Abar, who would like to promote me playing D&D. Second episode is out now on our Patreon. Anonymous, who would like to promote Halloween. Sarah McCoy, who would like to promote podcasts from a planet weird. My Aunt Jeannie, who would like to promote Christopher's Haven. Cassandra, who would like to promote Manifesting Positivity. Doug Rice, who would like to promote Native. My Caitlin Curtis. H. Valdez. Purple Chickadee, who would like to promote... Oh, a bunch of people told me they wanted to change their patronages, and I... Didn't write them down, did I? Didn't write them down. Well, you are live. um, Live getting... I'm checking the Discord. 
uh, Purple Chickadee would like to promote using they as a gender-neutral singular pronoun. Um, <laughs> wow, that was really good timing that I remembered that Purple Chickadee specifically had wanted to change theirs. Um, Barefoot Backpacker, who also has a new promotion in the group, in the in the patron. Um, Barefoot Backpacker would like to promote Mother's Day on the grounds that Sunday, March 14th is Mother's Day, which is just incorrect for those of us who are American, but I understand that the Europeans experience the world in a different manner. Um, so, <laughs> Barefoot Backpacker would like to promote Mother's Day, the Steve would like to promote Ecosia, REK would like to promote uh, the Eyeball Zone, Maddie would like to promote the Union Series by T.H. Hernandez, Derek and Carissa would like to promote the overthrow of heteronormativity in support of Melody the Hamster, so, and Drew Hillen would like to promote uh, their cat Sarah Jane, Aaron would like to promote free forehead kisses. Kadir, who would like to promote Gnocchi Feta Fettuccine, is a wonderful name for any cat. Potato, who would like to promote potatoes. Changeling MX, who would like to promote their home on the internet, starshipchangeling.net. And Sarah Kujawa, who would like to promote her dogs, Aviat, and Stevie's Instagram at Aviat the Husky. Our $15 patrons are Nathaniel White, Nathaniel J. White Designs.com. My mom, Julie, who would like to promote free mom hug Sarah, who is eternal lolly everywhere. Andy A., who would like to promote being in unions with the IWW. Martin Giselle, who would like to promote his podcast, Everyone's Special and No One Is. Layla, who would like to promote Love is Love. All also applying to arrow people shrubbery who would like to promote the planet earth dia Chappelle, who would like to promote twitch.tv slash melody dia sharonda j brown maggie capabo who would like to promote their dogs lay and mini and dragonfly who would like to promote <sighs> hydrating drink some water guys okay um before we go chantal where can the people of the internet find you um they can find me mainly at my twitter and instagram handles which is just at Chantel Houston um, and then I have a YouTube page that I had to take a little break from so TBD on its resurrection but there are different um, you know queer queer videos on there should they want to see also youtube.com slash Chantel Houston and then me and the me and the gals from Ladylike have a live show um, every Friday at 5 um, or is it 5.30? No, I think it's 5. <laughs> and so, so you can look us up on YouTube. Uh, for now, we're called The Untitled Lady Show, but we do have a name that we're thinking of. Ooh. But if you Google Untitled Lady Show on YouTube, then you'll, you'll find us. That's very Hell yeah. I've loved following, like I keep watching the Kitchen and Jorn show. I just, yeah. I love following all of the now, now. The various since, ladies. Yeah, the various ladies <laughs> who are moving on. Yeah, yeah, because people are like, one of their biggest questions is like, do you still talk to each other? Are you still friends? And I'm like, yeah. Like, no, I hate them now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're, we all we're like actual friends. You know, I'm like, it's not, I think people just kind of, I, I think sometimes with like women, people assume that it's like, oh, you all hated each other and it was catty. And it's like, no, we're just like friends. And we like, our you just group chat is like one of, my, one of my most like active group chats. And so it's like, no, we're just yeah. like. We're just nice and nice to each other, and we yeah. like each other. We're just good people is all. <laughs> We're not assholes. Haven't you yeah. met Devin as well, Sarah? Are you I now? I did meet Devin you've had, as well. You've met two ladies. I have Checking met two all ladies. Checking them off Just, yeah. Making their um, way through the ladies. <laughs> that sounds, you know, strangely, like, that makes me sound like a stalker. It does. <laughs> it does. Like a predator. It does. Okay. And maybe you are. I am not. You're good. We get it. We get it. You're good. <laughs> On Happy that to be one of two. Note. 
<laughs> thank you for listening thank you so much for joining us Chantal I hope we didn't creep you out too much um, <laughs> tune in next Sunday for more rest in your ears and until then take good care of your cows